now on This Week in History with Paul Waite. And on This Week in History with the Aspen Waite version of a history genius out there. Why not? What the hell? Yeah. Uh, so uh, full of learning today. And we got lots and lots of facts. So last week we didn't have very many because not a lot happened. Uh, we were even talking about um, the dinosaur news, uh, the <laughs> Diplodocus post. But uh, I guess we are rather foolish like that. So today we're going to go all the way. But we've got two BCs today. Hmm. So in 480 BC, there was the Battle of Salamis. Now, um, one of the things... Um, it's probably quite unusual about me, um, which is probably why I'm so weird today, etc. Is um, so even when I was about six, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to have uh, books about the history of battles since mm. antiqu- antiquity, wow. and this is one of the battles in my book. So when I was a little six-year-old Paul, I knew all about this. Whoa. I could tell you who who were who were fighting and everything, you know. So this this reminds me of my little book with all the great battles. Um, so this is the Battle of Salamis, where the Greek fleet under Thermosc- Thermostocles defeated the Persians under Xerxes I. Mm. So, um, of course, um, that sort of period of history, but somewhere between 700 and probably 400, 300, um, was, was really dominated by the struggle between the Greeks, uh, who, of course, weren't one, one country at the time. So they were the states. There, were, there was Athens, Thessalonica, Sparta, for instance, mm. everyone's heard of, um, with the, 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 the Persian Empire, which was the, the biggest in the world. Um, uh, the Greeks, to be fair to them, have always punched above their weight, and they did a really good job. So this is a, a battle at sea, and the Greeks kicked uh, Xerxes' ass. Well done, you Greeks. And then moving on to 331 BC, a, a similar sort of thing. Um, Alexander the Great, possibly mm. the greatest uh, military strategist and fighter of all time, um, defeated Darius III. So this would be um, Xerxes the first four times great grandson, I think it is, um, at the Battle of Gugamela. Not something that um, is taught very often, but um, great homage to Alexander the Great. And that's, of course, why um, a lot of people in the Indus Valley have blue eyes. Uh, it's all to do mm-hmm. with the conquering Greeks. And, of course, they, they took their empire um, maybe 3,000 miles, which for the period was an amazing thing to do mm. and so you now you have blonde people with blonde hair uh you know thousands of miles away from from greece which is entirely down to the adventuring spirit uh and brilliant leadership of of um alexander the great next we have a very gory fact and i didn't even know this and this chap is actually my 13 times great grandfather because mm. uh, we we now know don't we that i am related to all the kings of wales um Many of whom, of course, are, are also related to the kings of Man, uh, being the other man. Uh, Daphid Ap Griffith, um, who was one of the great kings of Wales, um, he was the first. This is a really interesting fact. He was the first person in history to be executed by being hung, drawn, and quartered. Ooh. Not something you would wish. Never. Probably the person who was most famous for being that is William Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we won't go there. So I'm, I'm going to read a lot about this because I'm not very happy that my 13 times grandfather... I would imagine he was probably executed by Edward the first or second. I'll get my dates right, but uh, I'm going to look into that and tell you next week and tell you a bit more about the gory details. Um, so that was 1283. So 
So moving on, it's quite hard. Make make sure I don't get my order uh, like I did last week. So in fifteen hundred and twenty, again, as, as I say, one of the great things about history. I've been I've been interested in history since I was born, um, and um, one of the people uh, that I was I've always been maz- amazingly impressed by is a guy called Suleiman the Magnificent, mm-hmm. who is uh, who was obviously the leader of the Ottoman Empire and. Would would if I was writing a book about the five greatest historical characters of all time, he would make it mm. into it. So he was very very interesting fellow. Um, any of you that go to Malta, for instance, you go in uh, the museums there, and you'll see a lot of stuff um, about Suleiman. He's um, he's an absolute legend. So he succeeded as Ottoman uh, in this year and went on to uh, tremendous tremendous success, uh, an amazingly talented and brilliant uh, general and leader. So the next fact before we get on to the next track um, is uh, in 1688, Prince Vil- well, it was actually his, his, his official name because he was Dutch was Willem, mm. Willem II. He accepted the invitation to take up the crown of England. So says William of Orange. Uh, this is why today the, the the Protestants in Ireland walk along with Orange. They're called the Orange ah. Men. Uh, this is because uh, they supported William Orange. It was a very famous battle called the Battle of Boyne. Have you heard of that? Nope. The Battle of Boyne, which took place in something um, uh, something like 1690, um, between the forces of the the, 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 <laughs> the deposed King James II, who was a Catholic, um, against the Protestant forces of William of Orange. Uh, and, of course, the Protestants won. Uh, and uh, they, they t- if, you, if, you, if you watch the, the Ulster Protestants today, they talk about Billy, and that's, Willie, that's Will, Will, William of Orange. Mm. They're talking about, uh, so they're, they're called Orange Men after him. Wow. So there are. So uh, it's always good when I can bring some nice facts to you. On this week in history, welcome. I just did turn my mic up. That was brilliant. Did you like that silence? <laughs> that was a silent history. That was a fact about nothing happening. It's when nihilism was created. <laughs> That's that. Was that a good recovery from a hey. from a very poor piece of um, producing by me? So I do apologise for that. Um, I think this is the right uh, the next, next one. So in 1830, Belgium succeeded from the Netherlands. Mm. I wasn't actually entirely sure this, th- about this, uh, certainly the date. So up until 1830, Belgium was part of the Netherlands. Oh, okay. And of course, the Netherlands were um, uh, really punched above their weight. So um, they, uh, the most famous, uh, probably one of the most famous embarrassments in uh, English military history is when the Dutch fleet sailed up the Thames in 16... 16- 70 or something like that and mm. kicked our ass they were they were dominant force uh, on the sea and of course the dutch went to america and they founded new york which was called mm. new amsterdam they also um they also founded uh, many of the settlements in australia um so you know uh, a people to be to be respected so uh, the belgians probably <laughs> No, I don't. I, I, no, I won't say anything about the Belgians, other than there isn't much to say about the Belgians. So <laughs> I think I think Holland did quite well to get rid of them. To be honest, sorry about that. Um, Eighteen forty-six, um, anaesthetic ether was used for the first time uh, by uh, a dentist uh, who extracted a tooth with it. So mm. that's probably you know you, you so up until that point you know they had the old oh yeah. god damn it can you just imagine that? No, I think most people today just wouldn't would they because we're all a bit. All a mm-hmm. bit woke and lily-livered, aren't we? So, moving on. I always like to get a mix of little facts here and blend in a bit of business and a bit of innovation. So, in 1866, J. Oster Hoot. Hoot. J. Oster Hoot. And he mm. wasn't Scottish. 
He wasn't Craig's five times great grandfather. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Jay Oster, who, who didn't come from Falkirk, patented the tin can with a key opener. Mm. That's quite cool, isn't it? When was that? Sorry, eighteen sixty-six. Cool, that's a long old time ago. Yeah, they were sitting there on their on their couches with <laughs> cans of peach slices mm. and baked beans, <laughs> and <a> fried bentos. <laughs> Get uh, pies on the go. Pies. Yeah. I wasn't said that. I like pies. Mm. Um, so um, I've always been very interested in politics as well, and I think sometimes politics and history crossover so probably one of the most influential people of all time probably as a political thinker philosopher um and 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 obviously jeremy corbyn for instance is uh, a marxist uh so karl marx um karl marx's defining piece of work was called das kapital um so karl marx was born a german he wrote effectively the the bible of communism i suppose you'd call it Mm. that's what das kapital is all about um, this was published in 1867. And what's very interesting is, for those of you who don't know this, it, Karl Marx is buried in Highgate Cemetery in London. Oh, okay. Um, along with, I think Jim Morrison might be buried in the same cemetery. Actually, there's if you if you look it up, we'll do it for next week. There's a there's a there's a, a about ten or more very famous people all buried in Highgate Cemetery, mm. of 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 which one is Karl Marx. So, obviously, because of Karl Marx, that spawned the people like Lenin, Stalin. Uh, Chairman Mao, Jeremy Corbyn. I'm not sure you take your you take your pick. Let me know which you think is the worst. <laughs> uh, I think at least Jeremy Corbyn didn't kill anyone. Well, not not intentionally. He probably would. No, I won't go say anymore. No, nice Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Uh, so that was 1867. So uh, the next fact we have is in 1901. Uh, this is a very interesting one. In 1901, the first Royal Navy submarine was launched. Ooh. And it was actually launched in, in, in our backyard, in Barrow in Furness. Oh. I think there were a few horses there, a few Armstrongs and Waits sharing a horse because <laughs> we were all poor, looking for some bread. And they went, oh, my God. No, I don't know. Hey, a little fishy. <laughs> What's that? It's a submarine or something. <laughs> gee, gee whiz. A submarine doing – what's a submarine doing? First submarine. Can you make – I always hated submarines. They frightened mm. the death. But no, seriously. They frightened me to death. Ooh, you I couldn't do anything when, you were da- when you'd be down there, could you, if you're in a submarine? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it. Bringing you the news of old on This Week in History with Paul Waite. Regaling you with the news of old. Welcome back, everyone. After that fantastic song, it's Paul and Craig, because Drew has run to the toilet. It's quite funny to watch, actually. Suddenly got up in, looking in complete agony and ran away. Anyway, so I've got to try and cram these facts in, so I'm much better shut up. So in 1908, uh, the Model T car was introduced at a cost of $800. $25 by Henry Ford. We've talked about that a bit in previous shows, so I won't say much more as we're running against time. So um, uh, in 1955, the Mickey Mouse Club was uh, was born. Uh, this is something quite, uh, quite special to me because I was in the Mickey Mouse Club in Bridgewater uh, and I still go on about it now. M-I-C-K-E-Y, M-O-U-S-E, Mickey Mouse. I can still do the song and everything. Um, and I've actually made up an Aspen Wake thing to it. So, uh, we love Mickey Mouse, Pluto. Um, so, so if any any others of you were in the Mickey Mouse Club, then write in and let us know, eh? Uh, that would be really, really funky. Um, in 1971, um, uh, a homing pigeon broke the world record. Uh, which was he, aver- or he or she, I don't know whether it was a man or a woman pigeon, uh, it averaged 133 kilometres per hour in 11 kil- kilometre special pigeon race. What do you think about that, Craig? Can you believe that? 
133 kilometers an hour a pigeon that's like 84 miles an hour i think it is if i get my maths right it was it's official it's in the books it did yeah oh no yes yes you're, you're too scottish that's the trouble you don't believe anything yeah uh, it obviously was an English pigeon, wasn't it? Yeah, damn man. What are you doing now? No, don't worry. Sorry about that. That was a bit of banter to me and Craig. Uh, I, I don't know why I said that, because I, I don't know if you know this, Craig. Uh, Drew, Drew and I both had our DNA updated uh, mm. last week, the new results. Uh, and uh, I am 24% Scottish. And mm. 40. Yes, that's one quarter Scottish. Come, that's not bad, is it? Mm. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more Scottish than I am English. Mm. Yeah. Scottish, Irish, and Welsh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Manx, Viking. All over everything. the place. Yeah. Mm. So, I am mm. the definitive Saxon Viking. Uh, no, Gaelic Viking, I should say. That's uh, wrong. Um, so, uh, where are we there? Oh, yeah. 1935. Missed that one. Um, Italy attacked Abyssinia, which became uh, Ethiopia. Uh, this was um, this is uh, at the time. Respect Drew's heard of him, Haile Selassie, who's who's um, he, he he's he's the founder of Rastafarianism. Oh. So they worship. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Haile Selassie created, created created that. Uh, the Italians, bloody useless soldiers. Obviously, mm. brilliant as the Romans, not good as anything else. Uh, it's just stick to pasta, wine, and lovemaking. <laughs> uh, the odd piece of music, I would suggest. Uh, <laughs> and Ducati. Yeah, motorcycles. Meow. <laughs> what was that? Two catties. <laughs> Ducati motorcycles. Oh no! Well, perhaps it was a Jewish cat. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we uh, got one catty. of those. That's that's old Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, he's a Jewish cat. Um, anyway, let's stop with this burbling. So I think the last thing I'm going to say today, because I, 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 oh no, there's two, 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 two actually. So um, a fact that uh, one of the great, greatest films of all time, 1957, Bridge on the River Kwai. Who's watched mm, that? I've not watched that, but I'll add it to the list. Bridge on the River Kwai by David Lean. Uh, won, I think, something like seven Oscars. Uh, fantastic performance by Alec Guinness um, as the noble but ultimately rather foolish uh, commander of the British forces held in the detention camp by the Japanese. Mm. Um, uh, so I've always been interested in that sort of thing, and it was a, a truly great film. It's played all the time at Christmas. Um, so if you haven't seen it before, watch it. I've watched it about 100 times because I'm a bit like that. And the last one, because I love horse racing, um, in 1981, a 17-year-old gelding called Behaving Jerry um, became the um, the, ho- the race the race horse um, that set the most career starts so in his life he ran 307 times can you believe it? so good old behaving Jerry uh, so that's the end of uh, the history today I hope you enjoyed that Aspen Weight Radio Podcasts download at aspenweightradio.com or subscribe on iTunes Spotify or Google Podcasts <laughs>